Welcome to this episode of Better Product Launch, where we're sitting down with a founder to give you an inside look into their new product launch. Today, we're talking to Allison Watson, founder and CEO of Modern Health. Modern Health is a mental health platform empowering employers to lead the charge in destigmatizing mental health and offering the first preventative behavioral health solution that truly engages their workforce. Allison, it's so awesome to have you with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Just to start, what is Modern Health? So give us your elevator pitch. <laughs> so we work with employers to make it easy for their employees to get access to mental health resources. We think about mental health on the spectrum from green to red. It ebbs and flows at different points in our life. We all have mental health, right? We all fall somewhere on that spectrum. And so the idea is that instead of waiting till you're in the red zone, giving people an opportunity to engage in their mental health, no matter where they fall in that spectrum. And so we partner with, with companies. We work with over 150 customers to then offer these resources through this platform to their employees. Let's talk a little bit about the problem you set out to solve or kind of take us back. What did the beginning of modern health look like? So I guess to take a step back, you know, mental health has been close to home to me for a number of reasons. I grew up exposed to the medical environment with parents as doctors. I saw a therapist at a young age. My dad had cancer growing up and uh, ended up seeing a therapist that had a huge impact on my life. And then fast forward, I went to uh, Johns Hopkins for my undergrad where I played lacrosse. I played a division one sport there. And while I was there, a lot of girls on the team, including myself, struggled with mental health issues, whether it was depression, anxiety, eating disorders. And I couldn't believe that, you know, arguably the top medical environment in the world, there was very little support for our mental health. We had coaches for everything you can imagine related to our physical health, weight training, running, sprinting, uh, nutrition, but nothing for our mental health. So that's really when, you know, the antenna went up for me where I thought, wow, you know, our mind plays such a big role in how we perform as athletes, as students, as professionals, and yet it still had such a stigma associated with it. And I had always wanted to start a company. So I was told I had to move to this place called Silicon Valley that I knew very little about. Um, I was living in Washington, DC at the time. And I booked a one-way ticket out here about, gosh, six years ago now. And when I got here, it was a complete disaster. So I showed up and within two weeks, uh, my boyfriend at the time broke up with me, my apartment flooded, and then I got laid off. And you know, I, I can joke about it now, I laugh about it now, but in that moment, it was like, what the heck did I just do? Why did I just uproot my whole life, move across the country where I have no friends, no family, no job, and basically uprooted everything and, and was feeling really, really depressed. So it was in that moment where I decided, you know, I'm going to go find a therapist to help me through this time. And when I, you know, share this story with folks, I obviously, part of this is, you know, the process of going through and finding a therapist was a really terrible experience. I finally got connected to someone who agreed to a sliding scale rate that I could afford, you know, while I got my feet under me and got my next job. And I still see that therapist to this day. But I think the key learning for me throughout all of this was actually the process of going through these things that were happening in my life that were putting me at high risk for things like depression and feeling hopeless and helpless. And having the support system around me from my friends, my family to say, you know, put one foot in front of the other, you got this, keep going, you'll figure it out. And I realized that not everyone has that. And so a big part about mental health is actually flexing that muscle of resilience, because the reality is we all face adversity in one way or another. We all face things in our life. It's inevitable. And really it is how you face those things. And when you do, how do you get the support that you need to work through them? How do you set yourself up for success? How do you flex the muscle of building resilience so that when you are faced with adversity, you can work through it? So anywho, I ended up getting connected to a therapist and, you know, fast forward, I ended up working at a few different startups. I realized I should probably go work at a startup before starting my own thing because I had no idea what it meant to start a company. And so I ended up working at a few different digital health companies and then finally 
basically came full circle where I saw this big unmet need in the mental health space to take a more preventative and proactive approach. And so took the plunge, quit my job, applied to Y Combinator, ended up getting in and started Modern Health, you know, just about three years ago. That's a great story. And I know you've had a lot of success since then. And I'm curious, uh, getting to like the concept of modern health, what is the role that an employer plays for you? And maybe why is that important, you know, to you and for modern health? So I think when we were looking at what is the big unmet need in the space and really just around thinking about mental health from a more proactive and preventative approach. My mom's a primary care physician who practices functional and holistic medicine. So since an early age, She's been prescribing yoga as a treatment for her own patients who struggle with things like arthritis. And so I I started to realize that similar to physical health, we know, of course, taking a more preventative approach, eating healthy, getting outside, getting activity, all these things are really important for physical health. Well, it's also true for our mental health. It's important to take a more proactive stance. And coupling that with the way that the world has changed in how we work, right? So the way that we work is very different now. We're tethered to technology in a very different way than we ever have been before. I mean, it's kind of crazy to think about that not that long ago, we didn't have smartphones the way that we have today. We didn't have laptops at home next to where we sleep. And we, you know, used to work nine to five, and then you'd go home and spend time with your family. And so the way that our culture and our civilization, everything has progressed, it's actually really interesting to think about that we as humans on a biological level look pretty much the same as we did hundreds of thousands of years ago. And then think of the rate at which civilization has progressed during that time. And then think of the rate at which civilization has progressed in the last decade. Everything is changing. The way that we work is very different. We actually haven't created new neural pathways to be resilient to the stresses of looking at Instagram and going through a feeling of jealousy, happiness, and sadness in a matter of 30 seconds. So all of these things that are coming at us from so many different angles, we as humans actually haven't built up and built new, new neural pathways to be resilient to all these things that are happening in our life. And so that was really when the light bulb went off for me, which was, wow, the way that we work is very different and it's not going away anytime soon. There's huge benefits from technology, which is why all of us are here, but how can we give ourselves the tools so that we can thrive with the benefits from technology, but also give ourselves the tools so that we can be resilient, we can take care of our own mental health and we don't you know, get to a point where we're, our innovation is slowing down because of the impact that it is having on our mental health. And so working with employers is a way to really show that, to show, wow, the way that, that we're working is different. And so we need to give employees the support they need to, to maintain levels of product productivity, to maintain levels of innovation. I mean, look, for better or for worse, we're not robots yet. So the next billion dollar idea is in someone's head and in someone's brain. And so how we take care of our, our minds actually plays a huge role in how we continue to innovate as a society. So I think that there have been... I think there have been more solutions, it seems like, addressing mental health, talking about mental health. There's definitely still a stigma in the world. But how did you decide how modern health would differentiate itself from, from others in this space? Like, what is the kind of the market, the gap, the problem that, that you feel like you're specifically addressing? You know, there's a ton of solutions out there, and they're all doing great work. We're always a fan of any company that's moving the needle on, on people getting access to mental health. But I think specifically in the employer space, what we found is that if you go back to that example of thinking about mental health on the spectrum from green to red, so we all fall somewhere in that spectrum. In the green, you might be feeling great, things are going well. The yellow might be starting a new job, being a new manager, going through a breakup. Uh, the red might be more clinical things like depression, anxiety, you know, and so forth. And it ebbs and flows at different points in our life. But all the solutions out there were, were focused on one point along that spectrum. So there might be a solution that's focused on people in the red. There might be a solution that's focused on people in the yellow. 
there was, you know, solutions that focused on people in the green. Think of like a, a meditation app really targeted to people in the green, right? Sending someone with uh, severe depression to a meditation app is obviously not going to be the most efficient way to solve their, their mental health needs. And so we saw there was an opportunity to cover that full spectrum under one platform, to build all those solutions in-house under one platform so that as people ebb and flow at different points in their life, you're there to meet them where they're at. You can personalize the experience and whether they're going through financial stress, maybe that means working with a, a coach who specializes in that. If someone's struggling with depression, maybe that means working with a therapist. If someone wants to just do you know, more self-paced, improve their mindfulness, maybe that is doing meditation. But having that all within one platform is really key to not only driving engagement, but also driving outcomes in a cost-effective way. I'm looking at your site and it's really well put together from 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 every angle. But I want to start back to when you started this to 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 get a little glimpse inside of where you started building the product out. Or maybe it, maybe it's always looked this nice. I'm not going to go look at the the wayback machine right now. But I'm curious, <laughs> like when you start with such a large problem and you've you've narrowed down you know mental health and you've said employers is the way to go. Uh, from that point, where did you start uh, building out the product? Yes, we really did tackle it from that full spectrum of going all the way from building digital tools so that people can do things like meditation, uh, digital courses that are evidence-based to treat things like depression, through building a global network of mental health coaches to a global network of therapists. And we personalized the plan based on what an individual is going through. So the way that it works is once we partner with an employer, all of the employees get access, they download the app, they take a quick assessment. It takes about 30 seconds to complete. It's validated by the World Health Organization. You tell us what you want to work on, so all these different areas. And then based on that information, we put together a mental health plan for you. And so it's personalized for every individual. And the whole idea behind that is we meet everyone where they're at. There's no one-size-fits-all for mental health, right? Everyone has a different approach. Everyone is going through different things at different points in their life. So how can we make it easy for people? I think a key thing to call out here is really about the user experience. You know, when you think about just traditional benefits in the B2B space, they're not designed incredibly well, right? They're, they're, they can be clunky, they can be hard to use. And so making it really easy and, and removing the stigma from the process is key to being successful. And so we've put a ton of resources and effort around this and making sure that it is really easy to do everything from onboard to getting access to a coach or a therapist. And that also helps remove the stigma. It helps remove the stigma associated with making mental health this really scary thing. And so we've said that, okay, mental health is actually all these different things that happen in our life, these events that are relatable. So instead of saying, hey, to, to this company we're working with and to all your employees, here's a mental health solution for depression. We say, hey, here's a resource for you no matter what you're going through, whether it's divorce, whether it's loss of a loved one, whether it's being a new parent, whether it's losing your job, whether it's family struggles, whatever it may be, we're here to support you and we'll make sure that we triage you to the right level of care and get you the right resources that you need. So it makes it a lot easier for a lot more people to engage because it doesn't have that stigma of saying, oh, I need to check a box and say that I'm depressed. Really interesting the way that you kind of phrase that, like getting rid of stigma, it is just even the, the barriers to entry for people to say, oh, well, I'm not depressed, so I don't need this thing. So it's more of just like, here are resources for everybody, like no matter how you're feeling. Because you, like you said, we all have mental health, you know, and it's, it's just either kind of where we are on the path. I, I want to dig in a little bit more on that. How are you using, so you mentioned the UX of it, the experience of it. Give us a, some, a couple of examples or a specific example, how you've used the product to kind of reduce stigma or something that you've done to maybe like flip it on its head. So everything from the look and feel to how people onboard. So as an example, you know, even if you were to just go to our website, it's not this like super clinical, hey, this is just for people with depression. 
we wanted to design it in a way that makes people feel comfortable, similar to some of the their other favorite apps that they use that they're you know used to using every day that makes them feel comfortable. And so that was a big part in everything from how we designed it to how we had people lean into the different areas they want to work on. So instead of saying, hey, we're going to choose your adventure for you, here's what you know the type of work that you're going to do. When you come through the app, you tell us what you want to work on. So someone could come through the app and say, hey, I want to work on relationships or I want to work on you know my career development. So all these different areas that are normal to talk about, right? It's totally normal to talk about relationship issues or you know, how you're performing at work or, you know, things that are going on in your family versus saying, I need to talk about feeling depressed. And so by putting it in these different areas that are much more relatable, it gives people an opportunity to lean in in a way that they may not have done otherwise if we just said, hey, this is an app for people who are struggling with depression or anxiety. As Anna said, we've talked to, you know, people that are that are in the the mental health space. And one thing that I've been noticing, you've, you've hit on it too, is that there's almost like a great awakening that's happening. We we know how office spaces work. So even when Slack comes out, it wasn't the first chat thing. So it's like, we get what chat is. It wasn't like, hey, you can talk, but it's, it's through that. Like we understood what that was, but you're operating in a space where you have the burden of like education and sort of best practices layered on top of the technology itself. And so it seems like you, you've, you've got a lot that you have to manage more than just the product. How do you ensure that you're guiding in the best way or the right way? Because it's not just like you click this button to go perform this task. You're like, follow these pathways. And then they're entrusting modern health to, to provide sort of the right guidance. So it's a, it's a lot of burden on you. How do you make sure that you're, you're providing the right types of guidance in, in, in your tool? So a couple of things. One is really continuing to talk to your users and get their feedback, right? Everything from are we presenting the right plan to them? How are they engaging? What are the engagement rates? What's the ongoing engagement? These are all things that we track to understand, you know, how how are people perceiving the product and are, are they finding, you know, it valuable, these different programs valuable. The second thing I would say is that, look, one of the reasons that mental health is really difficult to solve is because it's self-reported. Whereas other things within healthcare, you can look at things like biometrics. So you can get your blood blood drawn and do your biometrics to see different metrics that are key indicators for things. With your mental health, you know, unfortunately we can't cut open our heads and look inside. And so it's all self-reported. It's these self-reported assessments that are scientifically validated, but at the end of the day, they're self-reported. And as you can imagine, we're not always the best people to be self-reporting on how our mental health is, and especially when it can ebb and flow at different points in time. And so part of that is also when, when we train our coaches and our therapists and they're working with individuals, let's say someone comes to the platform and their assessment says they're in the green, then they're working with a coach and maybe they even bring up suicidal ideation. Well, that coach has been trained to immediately triage them to a therapist within our network. So we have these safeguards to make sure that we're constantly gathering data to make sure how is this person doing so we can always be there to support them and to iterate the plan that we've put them on to make sure that they're getting the right level of care that they need. And then the other thing I would say is just getting feedback from your users. You know, there's the, the easy way to do that is within the app, right? Give them opportunity to give feedback throughout their experience. We're proud to share that we have a 4.95 out of five-star rating for all of our provider sessions. And so, you know, that's that's another key indicator of how people are are rating their providers and the experience that they're having. What's the biggest, I'm just sort of taking this this long, this sort of sort of a switch, but I'm taking this this long-term overview. Even yeah, because 2017 feels like a lifetime ago. Because 2020 is the longest year in history. I think it's like been I think it's like five years long now. Okay, so from 2017, what you set out to build and where you are today, how have things changed in the way that you 
think about modern health's uh, relationship with with users or the, or the vision or is it still pretty much what you set out to do three years or I guess three or four years ago? You know, part of starting a company is having some unique insight into the future and having conviction before everyone else. And it's really interesting. It, it feels like a lifetime ago, but even three years ago, people were like, yeah, mental health, that feels important. But like, are employers really prioritizing that? And then fast forward year 2020 hits and each month is like something new that is uh, shows the need to prioritize our mental health. And it also shows that it's very hard for people to completely compartmentalize what's going on in their personal life. So everything from the election, the environment, racial injustice, these things impact people's mental health. There's no way they can say, okay, I'm going to turn that off and focus at work, right? It, it leads into how they perform at work and how they're able to um, maintain levels of productivity and feel like they're supported. And so employers now play a very different role even than they did a year ago in making sure that their employees feel supported given all the things that are happening in our world today that really highlight the importance of mental health. So I think part of it is, you know, in the early days when you're just trying to get by and, and sign up customers to believe in your mission, um, a lot of startups is luck with timing. And, you know, we, we got really lucky that we hit our stride at the right time, you know, that we almost were at that perfect, uh, that, that perfect time where we had this idea, we had this thesis, we had built the product, and then you have product market fit. And then there's some event that's a big accelerant for your business. And so, you know, I'd be lying if I said that a, a big part of startups isn't luck, like a huge part of it is luck and luck with timing. And, you know, we, we feel really fortunate that we hit our stride at the right time. So uh, very aware of the event that happened, well, the events that have happened this year that have probably accelerated. Um, and I'm sure this question may have a different answer, say six months ago, when really the pandemic was was becoming fully aware in most major cities in the world. But I've been sort of looking at, you know, this fall and this the second wave and reading again about people like figuring out what they're going to do to get through. And it was interesting to to think that now people are looking and reflecting back on what worked last time and what didn't work, which was just you know six months ago. And so I was thinking, as you're talking, are you also looking at what happened six months ago that that accelerated you know some of the things that you're doing? And are you starting to make different plans as as we go into this next phase of people returning to work mixed with maybe another surge in, in the virus creating more at-home time. Do you take that into mind when you're thinking about the product and how you're, you're changing your roadmap? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the key learnings from 2020 has been the power of community. Um, what, one thing that we've really learned is that as people are going through these different events that impact their mental health, they want to lean into healing with a group, healing with part of their community, feeling like they're connected to others. And so we started, we, we were like, let's just try out these things called, we call them circles. They're basically these big group uh, sessions where people can come and talk about things that they're going through. They're typically, you know, they, they're on different topics, whether it's parents who are home right now with kids without childcare, whether it's how to be an ally, whether it's someone um, who wants to be part of a group that's, you know, going through all the, the feelings of racial injustice and healing together. Um, and so there's all these different topics and we started to, to host these webinars and they fill out like as soon as we post them, I mean, they completely sell out. Um, and by sell it, I mean, they get complete signups. Everyone wants to join them. And I think that this has shown us that while people are going through these, these different things that are impacting them, they really want to feel like they're part of a community where they can get support from others as they work through it versus just maybe one-on-one -on -one support with a coach or a therapist. So we have completely doubled down on this. It's had a huge impact, everything from our growth to how we support our customers today. We get, we get requests from customers pretty much every single day all around the world uh, with wanting to, to do things like this to support their employees. 
So has this changed? So so what's been going on this year? Has this changed the product's trajectory in a significant way? Or has it just kind of like, like your endpoint is still in mind, but maybe you're kind of, the path is a little bit different than what you expected? A little bit of both. It's kind of a cop-out answer, but a little bit of both. I think part of where we were coming into 2020 was we had this thesis on building a solution that triages individuals to the right level of care so that everyone can engage. And that has certainly proven to, to be true that that's what employers want. They want a solution that covers that full spectrum because now we are seeing as mental health becomes destigmatized, which is great, more people want to lean into their mental health. So you have to have a solution that's for everyone, not just for people in the red, not just for people in the green, right? For that full spectrum. And then of course, as we've learned these things that are coming up, you know, giving this example of the the group webinars, um, we've, we've doubled down in that. And so that has impacted our product and how we can can scale and, and get more people access to mental health more quickly. And it's shown in our numbers. I mean, we, we've, we have over 150 customers. Um, we've had over 15x revenue growth in the past 12 months. And so I think that these things that we're learning and just iterating on the product more quickly, it's also driving that growth, which is then making our, our resources available to, to more people, which is our, you know, our number one priority. So I have one kind of like final, like overarching question, and I, I will leave this a little bit generic to see how you choose to answer it. But when you think of uh, five to 10 years, let's just go with five years. Uh, that feels far enough away. But when you think of five <laughs> I years- I mean, this year from, alone was five years, right? Right, so, yeah. So at so the end of 2021, year. which is yeah. five years from now, um, <laughs> so uh, in five years, what does success look like for modern health? First and foremost, it's making mental health accessible to everyone, not just people who work at Google and Facebook of the world. You know, there's an entire population that needs access to mental health. We all have mental health. And so it's making sure that everyone can get access to it the only way to do that is to leverage technology so you can build it in a way that's scalable and solves for the demand through in a more cost-effective way. At the end of the day, high-cost psychotherapy that's high-quality costs money. And there's also a shortage of therapists. So if we just believe that solving mental health is increasing access to one-on-one therapy, people who are going to get access to one-on-one therapy are the people who pay to get to the front of the line, which is just increasing the cost, right? It's a whole supply and demand. There's a shortage of supply and there's an increase in demand. And so as you can imagine, just cost goes up. That's why therapy visits are so expensive. So if we're going to solve for this and truly you know, realize our mission, which is everyone gets access to mental health, regardless of where they work or live, we have to build technology or find other solutions outside of therapy that are just as effective, but much more cost-effective and can scale. So that's, that's our mission. And, and we believe in five years um, or sooner, we'll be there. You know, we've already tested these things out. It's working. We're finding ways to triage people to the right of care in a way that's a lot more cost-effective and scalable than just sending everyone to a therapist. Um, and it's, it's proven to, to work. And so it's really just now scaling that and getting it into the hands of as many people as possible, not just in the, you know, those who work in the tech space, if you will. Well, thank you. I thought that was really well said. Thanks so much for having me. Appreciate it. listening to the show this week. If you're looking for more resources on how to design, build, market, and sell better products, then head over to betterproduct.community to join, well, the community. And as always, we're curious, what does better product mean to you? Shoot us an email at podcasts at innovatemap.com.